in real estate, if you're not actively filling your pipeline, eventually it's going to go dry and you might have some money in the bank, but you're going to have to start all over and that momentum dies off. Welcome to Creating Community, a podcast designed to bring area leaders, business owners, and others together to better our community. I'm your host, Jake Starkey. And I'm Dorian Strickland. We're the owners of 1820 Coffee House and 1820 Marketing in the heart of Alvin, Texas. If you're a first-time listener, we encourage you to subscribe to hear more. You can use Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. In this episode of Creating Community, we're speaking with Parker White. Parker's a real estate agent at Nuvella Realty in Manville, Texas. We talk about transitioning from the military to an entirely new career. Welcome to the podcast, Parker. Glad to have you on. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate this opportunity. So... You kind of mentioned in the intro, but what went behind your decision to get out of the military after eight years? Oh, you know, so uh, I joined the military at 19 and, you know, I kind of didn't have like big expectations of it. I didn't know if I was going to retire or just, you know, do four years and use my benefits to go to college after that. Well, uh, I traveled the world. I was stationed overseas for a couple of years and then moved around some more. And I finally ended up in San Antonio where I kind of decided that I was going to transition out and start a family and uh, raise my kids closer to uh, their cousins and stuff like that. Well, I I know we've talked about when you've left the military, you went into an entirely new career, Uh, basically went into real estate agent when that is not what you were doing in the Air Force. So how did you... You said you took a program that they offered you in the military. So what was that program about, and how did you learn about it? So it's it's uh, it's called the DOD Skill Bridge Program. It's kind of uh, it's a newer program in the Department of Defense, excuse me. And um, what, so it was a new program, but I started kind of getting interested in real estate a couple years back, um, but more of the real estate investing side. Um, I started listening to some podcasts, uh, a long, long time ago, probably 2016, 2015. And, uh, you know, I kind of, I liked the freedom of it. You know, in the military, you don't really have some freedoms. And it's very strict. And you know exactly what you're going to be doing from six. Well, actually, you kind of don't. But you're at the liberty of whatever they tell you to do. So, you know, you're on the clock 24-7. But there's really no freedom to it, per se. Um, so, it kind of... Real estate was going to be this vessel to kind of taking control of my life, whether it was selling real estate, which is what I'm doing now, and eventually hoping to uh, jump into investing. So that brings up a good point, because to me, I know that there's a lot of people who get into the military and enjoy the structure that comes along with it. And then when they leave the military, seek out that structure in their next career. And it seems to me that you kind of had that structure in the military, and then you said, okay, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to, how has that transition been for you from having, like you said, someone basically telling you what to do to some extent every moment of every day to then turn around and go, there is nobody telling me anything to do except for my wife telling me to get out of the house in the morning, right? How yeah, did you? Exactly, exactly. Uh, so to be honest with you guys, it's uh, it's been really tough. So like I said, I joined really young and I've kind of had this, uh, you know, Uncle Sam over my back for eight years and, uh, you know, I, I find myself really wanting that structure now and kind of needing it or not necessarily needing it, but, uh, you know, I relied on it for so many years and, uh, it's been really hard, um, to kind of just, I have to be every portion of the military kind of within myself. I have to be the, the leader, the follower 
in the sense of I have to make a schedule, but I have to enforce myself to stay on that schedule. So I said, I was talked about getting into real estate for freedoms and it turns out there's nothing free about this job either. It's, uh, it's kind of, you know, very, you get in what you put, you get out what you put in and you have to be disciplined. So I thought it was kind of work for myself and make your own hours and not that I had higher expectations than that, but uh, it turns out it's really tough and you have to be very, very strict with uh, everything, marketing, talking to people, and just sticking to your schedule. Sounds like that's a pretty tough transition to make from being completely, maybe not completely controlled, but generally controlled to having almost a newfound freedom. So what is it about real estate that allows you or that helps you get up in the morning that gives you that sense of energy that, hey, I'm going to keep doing this even though it's not, you know, going from 19 to, you know, eight years later that you were always controlled, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. to having this newfound freedom. So how do, how do you get yourself to stay disciplined? Uh, so, you know, uh, I've been married for almost eight years now, and I have two children, uh, two young children. I have a little uh, two-year-old boy and uh, a young daughter who's seven months old. And, you know, I kind of, like I talked about the freedoms and in the military, I was gone a lot um, from them, just long hours at work and whatnot. So I didn't get to spend as much time with the families I'd wanted to. So it kind of reminds me of, like, I get up for them. And I know that if I don't uh, put in everything, I'm kind of cheating them in a sense. So I just try to stay cognizant of... I got out of that structure, but now I just get to structure. I'm my own boss to where I get to structure my own life in a sense that I can create more time for them if I go harder within certain hours, if that makes sense. Yeah, it seems to me that the benefit to real estate or being your own boss in any aspect of the word is you can work as hard as you want or not as much as you want. Obviously, the less you work, the less successful you'll be. But I, it seems that being your own boss, whether it's marketing or real estate or whatever it may be, you were able to go, okay, I'm going to get up every morning. I'm going to do this so that that way in the afternoon and the evening I can be with my family. Yeah, or exactly. I know that I'm, yeah. And it seems like that would be, it seems to me when I have a lot of projects going on, I kind of put it in uh, coast mm-hmm. because it's, okay, things are going, going, going. But you can't do that. I can't do it in marketing. You can't do it in real estate. How do you kind of structure your time? Because you, you're finding leads, helping clients. Mm-hmm. How do you kind of structure that? So I guess I, I mean, as of right now, I've, I've only been doing this a couple months. Um, so I have a lot of time to give to the clients that I, that I am working with right now. So I wake up in the morning and I work out. I've learned that. Honestly, I've ran and worked out more since I got out of the military just strictly for, you know, like I said, creating that own structure of my of my day. And it really helps with my mental space and, you know, kind of setting your whole day up for success. So, I mean, my I guess my schedule, um, I try to get either to the office or to like my home office between between eight and nine. Um, but usually I get up in the morning to kind of work out. And then I help my wife get the kids up and uh, kind of get them breakfast and get them ready for the day. And then I'll go to work and 
uh, the first couple hours of the day is prospecting, whether it could be cold calling or door knocking and, uh, you know, different types of marketing techniques of myself. Um, because if you don't have any inventory of like houses to sell per se, uh, you have to market yourself. And that's kind of what real estate is. Like I'm not only selling houses, but I have to sell myself to people to trust me, to employ me, excuse me, to help them can uh, get what they need in real estate. So the first half of the day like that is prospecting. And then second half of the day is uh, following up with clients that I have, making sure with uh, contracts that are already pending and just kind of seeing how everything, because you're kind of a project manager as well. Right. And uh, you are, I mean, it's, it's actually insane. People think realtors only show up in a fancy car in a suit and they open a door they shake hands with the with the home buyer and they show them the house and then the realtor goes home and they get a paycheck. That is not the case. And people think of realtors as like one maybe one step higher than a car salesman. You know what I mean? Like they think they sure. think it's so easy and uh, yeah. there's a lot more to it than a lot of people know. Yeah, the the thing that always struck me about real estate is that the best ones seem to be on call twenty four seven, right? Like if you have a client, they want to go. They work all week and they want to go look at a house on Saturday. Mm -hmm. You're going with them. Correct. Or Sunday, you, you're going with them. And so to me, it was always about the time commitment that I look at for a real estate agent. And because you are your own boss, you are your own master, you, you have to have those structures in place so that that way you keep going. Because otherwise, you're sitting at home eating cereal all day. Right. Thinking that you're getting stuff done and you're really not. Yeah, and you can actually it, – it's – I mean, sad to say, it's very easy to fall into that. You know, if you get a couple deals under contract and then you can get complacent and think, oh, I'm working because I'm just following up with my deals that are already going. And the sad truth is like, yeah, those might actually close and you might get a paycheck for those. But if you are not actively in real estate, if you're not actively filling your pipeline, eventually it's going to go dry and you might have some money in the bank, but you're going to have to start all over. And that momentum dies off. Yeah. Well, you know, in, in the short amount of time that Jake and I have known you, and we met you about six months ago, maybe five months ago. I mean, it hasn't been that long, but we've seen that you're a real go-getter. I know I tell people all the time that you're going to work harder for me than I am. You know, if, if somebody's looking for a realtor and I recommend you, that's what I tell them is that, mm -hmm. hey, you're a go-getter, you're a hard worker, you're a hustler. So how do you, how do you make yourself continue to do that day after day when you may not have a check coming in for 30 days, 45 days, because we know it takes time to close on a house. I don't think any of us have, that has purchased a house thought it was a fast, easy process. Right. So, I mean, I'm a go-getter in the sense that I, I got into this business to help, you know, my friends and my newfound friends that I'm going to make in this business. I just, I genuinely love helping people. And so if I will do anything for anyone with almost like being naive about it in a sad way, I right. guess no. I'm very uh, quick to give you a shirt off my back, you know, and I, I'm going to work hard for you because you deserve that out of me when you entrust me with this biggest purchase of like an asset for your, maybe in your whole life. And I think it's a big deal and I don't take it lightly, you know, and I, I always am going to work hard for you, but also like I was talking about my family and I know 
even my, my kids are young, but at eventually they're going to look back and say, my dad was always working, but he, he was there when he needed to be. And I want to give them, I don't know. I want to be successful for them. You know, I just want to, I want to show them like hard work can pay off. Right. I really think that's important nowadays. Everything seems to be uh, getting followers on Instagram. That's all you got to do. And you post a picture and you get famous and you get rich and stuff. And I think somewhere along the way we've lost the idea that hard work is kind of required. Right. Right. To get things done. And it's the instant gratification age really. Yeah. And I think showing kids, look, it's, going to not be fun for a long time, but it does pay off. And I think any small business owner struggles with that and that they look at it and go, okay, it's been a month and I'm not a millionaire. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. How come it's not working out? And, yeah. and I know in my life, I look back at things and go, I can see where I've quit. And then I can see that like, it was, we were right at the turn. Right. Things were getting If only I had kept going. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like if you'd have just kept your mouth shut, what would, your life be like you know and, and then that's a weird thing to me and so we're going to take a quick break and thank our sponsors but then we're going to get back with parker white hey we wanted to take a quick moment and tell you a little bit about 1820 marketing the producers of this podcast we believe that when businesses have quality marketing it gives business owners the freedom to focus on what they do best we design websites, produce videos, and create marketing materials that help our clients grow their business. Find out more at 1820marketing.com. It's something different. Now, back to the show. So we were kind of talking before the break about looking at that curve and not stopping and kind of following through. And I got to wonder what the conversation has been like with your wife in the past because you you had this great program that the military offers where you have six months like of a, a, a launch pad. Yeah, I can I can explain the program. But but the thing to me is that you you set this program and you went from structured, and your wife was probably very okay with the structure of six months. I'm going to be able to launch this, and then COVID hits. Yeah, and the yeah. launch pad might still be there, but now it's a little bit bumpier. Cor- so, yeah, definitely. So, I guess my timeline was uh, I started this program. So the program essentially is you pick a, you can pick an employer of your choice, any career field. And so they basically have to sign some uh, paperwork through the government. Like I sent my broker a piece of paper or actually it's like a packet. Like, who am I kidding? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's nothing the, in the military, the government, right? Nothing in the military is easy, sure. but um, there's a whole packet. And my broker basically said that he would be responsible for me for, you know, X number of hours per week because it's, for the six months of this program, the military was still going to pay me. So it was the last six months of my contract. Um, I just didn't have to wear a uniform and go to the base anymore. I just got to go and learn hands-on of the real estate industry. Well, that was February 10th. That's when I started. February 10th. February 10th. That's a good time to start. (laughs) Yeah. So February 10th, that started. And mind you, also, my wife was nine months pregnant and we had our second child, March 18th. March 18th, the day before quarantine started. Yes. So all this in the little amount of time, and I was studying to get my license, and then I passed all my courses and had to schedule the test. So I was thinking, you know, I'm going to get ahead of this. I'm going to have my license for six months while I'm getting paid. And disclaimer, you can't double dip with the internship 
and real estate or whatever career field you go into. Okay. Um, because that's part of it. I can't get paid by the employer um, until I hit, uh, you know, my data separation. Okay. And uh, got to put that out there for all those listeners. Absolutely. You know, I wasn't defrauding the government, I promise. <laughs> um, but, but it shows that the government she sees the value in training you for your next career. Yes, and this program is going to be huge. Um, it, like I said, it's a newer program, but everyone I've talked to has it's it's been great for them because you know you go from that structure and then all of a sudden you do a like a, a transition program that is like Congress mandated. Um, but I mean, it kind of you don't know the military is so different from anything else out there. It really is, and all the civilian employers, it the transition can be tough. It really can be tough. And, but I mean, anyway, so quarantine and I couldn't take my test because uh, the Pearson view where you have to take your proctored exam, it was, <laughs> it, it was, uh, you had to be social distant and it took me two months to schedule my test. Wow. So I finished my six courses, my, it's like 180 hours of coursework to get the license. And then you have to go take this proctored test state and national and I had to wait two months, so I didn't end up getting my license till May. I took it on Cinco de Mayo, and then I got my license May 5th. Wow. That was the day after we opened here. <laughs> it was. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, we've been all in this the same amount of time. You've mentioned a couple of times in, in the questions, we've talked about your wife and family. I didn't realize that your, your last child was born the day before quarantine started, but we know how that transition has gone for you. You're keeping yourself busy. You're doing those things. Clearly, your wife is busy with your children right but how is this transition going for her because i know that from my wife going from a job where i'm getting paid every other week or twice a month whatever it is that i go to a job where i no longer have that set pay and now it's i'm going to get paid when <laughs> i complete a yeah, job when you perform right? so how, how's your wife dealt with that transition herself uh you know honestly my wife uh rebecca so shout out to her uh, she's a real trooper, and, like, I couldn't have asked for a better, like, spouse and partner. She's super supportive of everything that we've gone through at this up until this point, and, uh, well, continue, not up until this point. Like, <laughs> I, right, right before I got here, she was like, this is it. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> no, but uh, she's always been really supportive, and, you know, she she doesn't – she's not one of those people that, like, I she wants – I long for the lavish lifestyle. She – She's never been like that, and she's a very modest uh, woman, and she's a rock star of a, of a wife and a mother, and, you know, she, like I said, she's been my biggest supporter, and she, she wouldn't care if I sold one house or 100 houses a year. She, would, she really wouldn't, and she knows that if it comes down to it, then we will each work three jobs and make it work. Like, so that's, that's my biggest thing is... I have that in my back pocket at all times. That's got to be really nice for you going out there working and hustling, knowing that no matter what, you have the support of a mm -hmm. wife. So, yeah, fantastic. I, I can come home crying every night, and she's going to be like, get back out there tomorrow, buddy. Like, way, way, to go, way to go, Rebecca. Yeah. yeah. Keep, keep him going. Yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, she stays super busy all the time, like I said, two of kids. Course. Oh, yeah. And she's usually up before me, and, I mean – I mean, days I don't work out, you know, like, <laughs> sure. yeah, she's up before me and then she, she's up feeding the baby at night. And she's also her, her mom and her sister, they run a business themselves. So it, it's full time all the time. Right. Wow. Yeah. 
Well, I, I tell you what, there's, there's a lot of industries. Like I came from the veterinary world where a lot of the people that come to work day in and day out love the idea of coming in in the morning. They do what they need to do. At the end of the day, they can leave knowing that they've accomplished certain tasks, right? I, I saved this pet. He's better. He couldn't walk in this morning, but he's walking out tonight, right? There's that sense of accomplishment every day. For you, you may work one, two, three months, maybe longer on one particular project along with all the other ones before it comes to a conclusion. So how do you, how do you wrap your brain around not having conclusion at the end of every day? Uh, you know, so I've kind of I've kind of been conditioned for it. So in the military, a lot of people, and that's, I'll get back into it. I'll circle around. It's going to be a full circle thing. That's okay. We're good with that. Yeah. So I'm conditioned for it because you're on the clock 24-7. Um, there's really, if they call you at 2.30 in the morning for, you know, a op, you you go. Like, no questions asked. You you got to get on a plane within two hours. Like, kiss kiss them. Kiss your wife or husband goodbye. Say See goodbye. you later. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'm kind of used to that. I never, and I kind of actually struggled with that in the military of, I never, I couldn't turn off. Like, I, I would go to work, and then I would come home and still be thinking about work. So, I, I still struggle with that now of the separation of the two. But I'm kind of conditioned of, like, the day doesn't end at 5 o'clock. And it really doesn't. And it never has for me. Um but I think that was kind of why I also chose real estate in the sense of, like I was saying, there's people that at five o'clock, I'm off the clock and don't, don't talk to me. Don't call me. Yeah. And I always struggled with, you know, in the military and there's pay grades and time and service and whatnot. And it's kind of, I get paid the same amount of someone else right. who does a lot less work and doesn't care as much as Does I do. enough to get by. They just show up, collect a paycheck, don't get in trouble, and they make the right. same amount as me. Right. So, that, I mean, that was another reason why I decided to get and, out. And I'll be honest, that was my struggle in the military. That's exactly why I got out, because mm-hmm. I felt that same thing. So I, I have a buddy that stayed in for the exact opposite reason. He's nope. like, I like that they tell me what to do, when to do it, how to do it, where I'm going to live, where I'm going to work. But for me, it didn't work. So, and so they don't even have to be good at it. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's the thing. And you kind of pointed it out to me. There are people who go through life trying not to get in trouble. And there's people who go through life trying to do something. Right. You got to have purpose. Yeah. And I don't understand going through life just trying to not get in trouble. You know, like what's the bare minimum I can do when my boss isn't going to yell at me? What's the bare minimum I can do and still get a paycheck? And mm-hmm. I don't understand that mentality at all. And that's probably why I would agree. We 100%. have our own business. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, yeah. and that's why real estate can be good because the harder you work, the more it'll pay. Right. It'll take time. It's not immediate. And it, and it's a weird thing. Cause I know a lot of people that became real estate agents part time. Like they, they uh-huh. had a full time job. They did the real estate, got their name out there. And the more, the more business they got, they kind of had that inner thing of if I can make X number of dollars a month in real estate, then I'm going to pull the trigger and quit my job. You, you kind of had that with the program that you were in, although you did have a hard deadline of it. Six months, right. you knew it was going to end. Yeah. You knew it was going to end. Yeah. And that's probably better because if you can do real estate on the side, you can drag it out for three years. And, right. But for you, you knew you had to hustle and you had to get going because six months, you're done. Yeah, and I, I kind of liked that. You know, I kind of liked the fight or flight, like the back up against the wall. Like I knew, you know, my paycheck – 
I haven't got a paycheck since August 19th. So like that was my last paycheck for the military. And I knew that it was going to stop. And I knew that you had to get the ball rolling and start getting your name out there and start building momentum. Because like you said, it takes time in this business and you can't, the first door you knock on the first person you meet, aren't going to be like, Oh, you got your license yesterday. Like, let's, let's go make a deal. Like, um, I just, I want to sell my house right now. I was just waiting for a guy to knock on my door. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that does happen. Don't get me wrong. That does happen sometimes. But if you know a guy like that, send him my way. We'll let you know. (laughs) Yeah, you got it. Yeah. I think that's the thing is that getting the, the runway going is a tough process. I think anyone started a business, which I would consider anyone in real estate, their own business owner, mm-hmm. to a certain extent. They might work for a, a firm. A broker or whatever. You're an independent person. Yeah. And I think a lot of times we're building the railroad track while the train's going down. And it, and there's some days where you get way out in front of it and you're like, oh, this is fantastic. This is a dream come true. And then some days you're like, oh. Yeah, one, that train one. catches up. Yes. And it, it that is the thing that I wish as small business owners, we could get in front of it just a little bit. Like, that's the thing I look at. Like, I don't, I don't want handouts. I don't want it. I don't need it to be easy, mm-hmm. but like just, just a little bit easier. A little yeah. bit would be okay. A little bit less hard would be fantastic. You know, and that's the, the struggle, especially you hit quarantine and the yeah, whole it, world shuts down. It's been a struggle. Like as a social person, like every time I've come in here and talked to y'all, it's just like, I, I miss talking to people and I really, I really do. And marketing yourself when you can't go out and meet people or you can't go to a restaurant and just, you know, talk to random people. And I mean, at the grocery store, you can't even recognize people nowadays with masks on and stuff. So if I have a mask on, how are they going to remember? Oh, that's Parker White. He's that realtor in town. And it's kind of, it's, it's really tough. It really is. And yeah, I just, for sure, the quarantine (laughs) and it's already hard enough that 87% of realtors in the first two years quit. Yeah, like, we actually just heard that statistic yesterday. Oddly enough, we were talking; it seemed like a, a a really high number, which was surprising to us. But the question, I guess, you know, obviously things are different during quarantine. But as a new realtor, completely, it's got to be hard enough to get your name out there and tell people, "Hey, here's why you should choose me. Here's why you should let me represent you." It's got to be even harder during quarantine. So, what do you bring to the table that maybe somebody else? that's been doing it for five years doesn't bring to the table. I think it would have to do with my, uh, my drive to make the deal happen. I'm going to work harder than you, harder for you than an experienced agent. And let me explain. So I'm not going to be complacent and let something slip through the cracks. I'm going to be on top of the deal, you know, from the very start where we sign a contract to closing day and I'll be there on closing day with you. Because I know a lot of agents don't go to closings because they think it's not as they think they could be somewhere Their work else. Is done right, right. They think that they could be moved on to another deal. No, I'm going to be with you from the start to the finish because to me, this business isn't just about a transaction. It's like it's about the relationships you build with those people. And I mean, I I plan on doing business whether it be with you or your sister for years to come. Like I, if I do a deal with you, like your family now, and that's just how I treat people. Well, that's the thing. I think, you know, being marketers, the, the thing that I find fascinating is that best marketing is word of mouth. Mm-hmm. So the better you are as a real estate agent for me, the better I'm going to, more likely I am to recommend you to someone else. And that is going to hold more weight than a 
newspaper ad or a Facebook ad or right. any, anything to marketing. Marketing really is just to reinforce when someone drops your name in a conversation, go, oh, yeah, I've heard that name. I know who that is. Right, just you know? just uh, name recognition, really. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. And so I think you've done a really good job of getting out there. We see we see, uh, well, we see you here a lot. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's because I like coffee, guys. Hey, we yes. really appreciate you coming in and getting coffee, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sure. Yeah. The coffee's good at 1820. <laughs> nice right. plug. Thank you. Yes. Can't not argue. a paid endorsement. Not, <laughs> not a paid endorsement. All. <laughs> all right. So here's the thing. How can people find you? So I have a uh, an Instagram. It's Parker White Realtor. I have a Facebook page. Or just follow my normal pages, you know, Parker White. Um, on my Instagram, it's not private, so you can just add me. And then if uh, send me a message on either Facebook or Instagram. Uh, NewVillaRealty.com is my broker and I's website. So you can find out more about us there. And, um, yeah, I'll even give you my phone number and email, all right? We'll put in the show notes, okay? Yeah. There you go. We'll yeah, we'll put it in New Villa is N-U-V-I-L-L-A. Yes. So it's like New Villa, like a new house, you know? Okay. New, okay. new Villa, that's where the name came from. Okay. So is there anything that you would like to share with our listeners that you haven't, that we haven't asked you or that you think is important for them to know? Uh, no, I think you guys hit it all. I, uh, I really do appreciate this opportunity of getting my name out there and, you know, I... I love supporting local businesses, so I'm really glad that I became friends with y'all. And, uh, yeah, just if any of you guys need anything in the future, don't hesitate to ask because I promise you're not going to find a Harding Worker Realtor. Well, like, like I've told several other people, and I've told you specifically, you are officially my realtor. So, Well, that's good to hear. Yeah, that's good absolutely. to hear. You also went to school with my dad, so that's, that's I, actually I a funny did. story. It, it is a funny story. <laughs> so I, just real quick, uh, I – Jake and I ran into Parker when we were looking at a piece of property and we were wearing masks and hats. And I said, man, I feel like I know this guy. And I even said to you, hey, I think I know you. Have I met you? You told me your name. And I said, no, that's not him. I don't know. who it is." <laughs> and it was several days later you came in and said, hey, I think you went to school with my dad. Yeah. So I, I looked you guys up because you told me that you had uh, one of my favorite things, which is coffee. Right. You told me, oh, yeah, we, we own a coffee shop in town. So I looked it up and then I found you guys on uh, on Facebook and we had mutual friends, and it happened to be my dad. So, <laughs> yeah, I remember you came in and said, "I think I know. I think you might know my dad." And I, I was thinking Parker White, not Danny. <laughs> yeah, Danny. Yeah. Hey, shout out to Danny, man. Long time no see. Yeah, it, it's really a small world. It it truly is. Yeah, Jake very... and I talk about the six degrees of separation all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's funny when people walk in the door and they become regulars here, and we get to know them, and then they mention somebody like, "Oh." How do you know that person? Yeah, how do you from know that person? Washington State. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much, Parker, for being on Creating Community. Creating Community is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to help us out, a review would be greatly appreciated and is honestly the best way to help the podcast be heard by others. This podcast is produced by 1820 Marketing. For show notes, visit 1820coffeehouse.com slash podcast. Thank you for your time, Parker. We really appreciate you coming out and speaking with us. Yeah, of course, guys. Anytime. I'd be, I'd be happy to come back and do it again.